need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I suck. There's no way I can do this. Why would they choose me? What was I thinking? Have you ever heard those messages going through your own head? But you have. We are really good at hearing the voices of self-doubt, especially when we're facing a new challenge, opportunity, or even the in-laws. But left unchecked, that can lead to this insidious kind of self-sabotage that keeps us from doing the things we want to do and the things that give our lives meaning. It even can keep us from doing the things we're really good at. We cannot get stuck in this stuff. Self-doubt is common. We all deal with it. But we don't have to stay stuck there. We need to quit the messages, quiet the chatter before we begin to believe them. Thinking about this a lot right now, and I'll tell you why and how we can handle it right here, right now on Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! I'm Polly. Thanks for joining me here on Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, be happy, save the world, find our favorite shows on TV. Well, we haven't covered that yet, but maybe we, you know, it'd be great if I could come up with a show that was like, save the world and get other people to fold the whites. Now that would be worth talking about. I think what we're talking about today is important too, and it's certainly something I'm dealing with a lot right now. We're talking about self-doubt and the self-talk that really leads to that kind of incessant chatter that holds us back, talks us into believing that we're not good at anything, that we have nothing to offer, and we just know that's not true, right? We all have talents and skills and abilities and and, uh, unique personalities that really we need in this world. How do we unlock it? How do we get over the chatter that can hold us back and and create the lives we want and feel good doing it? I'm thinking about this now because I have a new opportunity that is edging closer to me. And it's it's something I really care about. It's really meaningful to me. It's something I've wanted to do for, for months. I've been thinking about it for a long time. And it's interesting because I had all this enthusiasm and excitement about it. And now it looks like it's going to become a real possibility. And the nerves are keeping me awake nights. I'm laying there wondering if I can actually do it, if I'm good enough. I'm doubting what I have to offer the project and why I'm the one they would pick when there are so many other people that could do better, of course. Those are the things I'm thinking, oh, that's baloney, right? Yes, there are other people who could do what I do. Some can do it better, some 
will do it worse. But only I can do it like me. And that's why these folks came to me, because they wanted the project that I could do. They wanted my flair and my approach and my ability. And that's true for all of us. We all have our unique talents and skills and abilities. And that is what we have to offer the world. Right? Our job is to recognize it, to own those things, and put on our Wonder Woman cape. Though I will not be wearing the bodysuit ever. Um, so I'll tell you what, the cape is all I need, right? We need to put on that metaphorical cape and remind ourselves of our own awesome, the talents and the skills and the personality, quirks and gems and styles that aren't any better or worse than others but they're unique and people want that from us. But we need to be brave enough to do what we do the way we do it. And when we let those voices of doubt come in, we begin to sabotage ourselves and then keep us from uh, getting ahead, moving forward, creating more meaning and satisfaction in our lives. But it also hurts us because when we are plagued with self-doubt, we are also overridden by insecurity and irritability and impatience. And that can leave us feeling jealous and controlling. On our worst days, those feelings of insecurity can uh, cause us to put other people down, right? When we feel less than ourselves, sometimes we adapt by putting other people down in our heads or even to their faces so that we feel better. Only that never works. That's crappy. And we're so far beyond that. We don't need to do that. What we do need to do is recognize those voices, recognize that doubt, the excuses we're making that hold us back, that sabotage our efforts, and do something about them. And that's what we're going to talk about here. This is stuff we can manage with awareness and it's worth doing. And creatively, this is something I think about a lot, right? So much of the work I do is personal. Uh, I sit here and I think about my own challenges and and I think about the challenges the rest of you might be facing. I think, you know, we're, we're sharing the same stresses and I shape a podcast around my personal stories because I think my personal story might have something in common with your personal story. We can relate to each other. So I share that part of myself and it's a very personal process. I write books filled with personal experiences and I put my flaws out there, my my relationship flaws, my management stuff, the things I've, the mistakes I've made, the times I've been a crappy parent. You know, I share a lot of that stuff because that is the stuff I'm working on. That is the stuff that is real to me. And and those things are the things that have motivated me to explore, you know, these life hacks and these psychological studies and um, these psychological strategies that that can help us really live well and do good and be happy. This comes out of the challenges that I'm facing. And I think we can learn from each other. So I share that. I share that in the podcasts, in my books, in the articles a lot of times. It's real. I try to be as honest and as authentic as I can so that we can be in conversation. When you meet me at a book event, I hope that you've already met me on the pages and we are familiar to each other and we can talk about 
these important things and have these deep conversations. I'm not into small talk. Oh, the difference is at the book event, I probably won't be wearing my sweats or pajamas when I talk to you, but you never know. But to share pieces of myself and some of the worst moments as well as the best, it's a vulnerable thing, right? To put yourself out personally, to share your desires, to share your failings, whatever we do in life, to apologize, to forgive, that puts us in a vulnerable position. So when you're writing or you're doing a podcast and you're sharing that part of yourself and then it's going out to the world, I think of it as a gift, okay? Here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm working on. Maybe it can help you. So here's the book. Here's the podcast. I hope it helps and and be well, right? That's kind of my approach. And once you give a gift, it belongs to everyone else, right? And they might re-gift it. They might toss it in the garbage can. They might put it in the back of their closet, never to use it. They might complain about it. But it's still a gift from me to you. You can use it however it best suits you. And that is the tough part because I'm sharing pieces of myself, just like you share pieces of yourself when we meet. And it feels vulnerable. And sometimes when you share a gift like a podcast or a book or an article, people give you feedback. (laughs) One reason I don't talk about my creative projects much before I actually do them and release them is because I don't want that kind of feedback. When I'm creating and developing and coming up with new ideas, it's really messy and it's nobody's business how that looks. Now, if you come to my house and you have comments on my meals or my housekeeping abilities or my outfits... (laughs) Whatever, you're welcome to that because your judgment really reflects more on you than it is me. I'm comfortable with my approach to those things. I don't hold them as close. But my ideas, they're my currency, right? They come from within. They're something that matter to me and, and they're big to me. And um, I don't want to hear anybody's opinions about those ideas. I don't want to hear anything from the fray until I'm confident enough myself to go forward with them. Because once you release that gift to the world, you get a lot of feedback. And we are living in a world now where reviews on podcasts and books and everything else are are really important for the marketing aspect. Often people find out about your work through the reviews. If they're terrible, they hurt. But if you're a person, they also hurt. Because you're sharing a piece of yourself. And I get that not everyone's going to like it. And, I, and and that's fine. That does not hurt my feelings. But it is tough to read negative things. So we got to get a handle on our self-doubt, right? Because it can keep me from creating. It can keep people from getting married or having children or applying for the promotion or enrolling in the class to finish the degree. We can convince ourselves we're not good enough. And then the rest of the world will provide plenty of feedback to remind us that we are right. That's baloney. Of course, we've got gifts to share the world. And just as it's important for me to explore my own ideas, there's also a time when it's important for me to release those ideas and share them because that's how we learn from each other. That's how we get better as individuals and as a community. And I need you to share you. 
because you make me better. Because when you're chasing your dreams and you're pursuing your challenges and you're overcoming your adversity, I can skate along on your momentum. I can ride in your wake and you'll pull me along and you will lift me up too. So we can do that for each other. But we've got to keep our self-doubt from crushing us first. It's not going to completely disappear. That's not what I'm talking about. At least mine doesn't. But we can get used to it. We can become familiar with those messages and excuses and other efforts we use to sabotage ourselves so we can overlook it without giving it too much attention and move on to the things that really matter, which is you doing you, me doing me. This isn't just my story, right? We live in a world where we look for our likes routinely. Oh, we must be good. They like this. And then we're crushed by the dislikes, right? People even weigh in on what somebody cooked for dinner. It's easy to buy into what we hear. After all, we always doubt ourselves a little bit. There's always a little bit of this imposter syndrome, which is when we believe we don't really belong, when we're kind of a fraud, when we're the attorney or we're the mom or we're the writer or we're the stylist. And there's a little piece of us like, oh, wow, pretty soon they're going to figure out I'm a fraud. I'm going to totally screw this up. There's no way I'm as good as that guy down the street. And we believe in that. We feel like imposters and that's a stressful way to be. But it's very, very common. And you recognize this self-doubt and this imposter syndrome and these forms of self-sabotage in all kinds of ways. Here's how it shows up. Name calling. We call ourselves names. We put down others. We make excuses. For years, I made excuses. Oh, well, if I just had the time, I'd write a book. But then I'd meet all these other people that had a lot less time. They're raising four or five kids and working full time. And they had a lot less time than I did. And they had tons of books out there. Those are excuses we use because we're afraid, because we're buying in to what others have told us about ourselves or what we're saying about ourselves. Self-doubt and self-sabotage shows up through our absolute language. I'll never get this done. I'll never be good enough. I can never learn this. I'm never good at math. I'm not good at math, right? I said that for years. Guess what? I passed my math class. I got through it. I became a writer where I'd never do math, but but I did get through it. So that's just baloney. Or we allow our self-doubt to persist so that we just keep going on the same track. We do what's familiar to us. Even though we're bored, even though we don't feel like going to work in the morning, even though we think about things like, I wonder what it would be like to go skiing. I wonder what it would be like to act again in community theater. I wonder what it would be like. We wonder about our lives instead of living them. And we stay in that track that we're familiar with because it's safe. We know we can handle that. But we never move beyond it. And we end up living with big regret. That's not okay. We don't want to be in that spot, right? Self-sabotage and self-doubt shows up through our indecisiveness. Because we're worried about picking the wrong path, we doubt our own ability to make good decisions. We continue to research. Before setting up this podcast, I looked into tons of different microphones. There's really only, first of all, all of them would work. There's really only a couple that were in my price range that were also of great quality. I didn't need to research for weeks about what kind of microphone to use. That was a way I kept myself 
trapped because of the self-doubt I was feeling. The danger is any one of these things can keep us from doing the thing. We often rely on the excuse, well, I'll do it when I have time. That's fail safe because we can just fill up our days with other stuff. The reality is we've got a ton of important stuff to do in our life, a ton of other things we can do in our life. You know, and it, it's true. It might not be convenient to take the online course or spend an hour a day writing the blog or go to the gym. There are other ways to fill our time. But the truth of it is, if we want to do something, we can do it. We can find a way. So silence the excuses. Step into the voice of self-doubt, recognize it, and overlook it. Move on and feel the fear and keep going. Isn't that almost cliche right now? But that's it. When I release an article to an editor or when I publish a book, I have major discomfort and fear. My stomach gets upset. I feel this kind of buzzy, vibrating fear. I don't know if it's going to be good enough. And I know for some people it's not going to be. And then I do it anyhow, because it's much more important to me to live an engaged life where I'm participating and putting myself out there than it is to live a life I'm wondering about. Okay. If you want to be filled with self-doubt, you can stay right where you are. But if you want to live a satisfying life, a creative life, one where we can engage with each other and be in stronger relationships and have greater happiness, now's the time to do it. So how can we overcome self-doubt? Mel Robbins talks about the five-second rule. She suggests you say those numbers in reverse because the bottom line is, most of us get stuck between the idea and the action. That's when we start to get in our head and overthink things. Mel Robbins says, the alarm goes off, you get up in five, four, three, two, one. And you actually count backwards because when your mind is engaged counting backwards, it can't be telling you all the reasons that you suck and shouldn't get out of bed. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I highlight something that I like an item or book or idea that has helped me. And that is the Mel Robbins book, Five Second Rule. Check it out. When we are engaging our mind by counting backwards, we are overriding the self-doubt that can keep us stuck. Check out the book, The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. I think it's simply nifty. Another way to overcome these, this kind of self-doubt and self-sabotage is to accept and advance. Okay, we all have a certain amount of self-doubt. There's a lot of things we're not good at. There's a lot of things we are good at. And we most often live in that middle zone. So just accept that we're not going to be the best at everything. Okay, I can live with that. I can live with the self-doubt of that. Okay, I'm going to publish another book. Some people aren't going to like it. I can live with the self-doubt and still do good things. So when it comes up, I look at it, I accept it, there you are again, and I take the next action. Sometimes I have five, four, three, two, one action, but I take the next step. Because it's when we're sitting in that inaction that we start playing head games with ourselves, and that can entrap us. Change your language. Often when we're faced with an opportunity, and we're not sure it's something we can handle or we don't know much about it, we start to get real nervous and we immediately say, oh, I, I don't know anything about that. I can't do that. Or somebody else would be better. What if you change your language to, I'll give it a try. Huh, that seems like something I could learn. 
I could probably improve at this, right? Adopt a growth mindset and failures and doubts become opportunities for growth and learning. Really, instead of thinking you aren't capable, start thinking you can learn. And that's the fun part anyhow. And another thing you can try, and this is something that I do often, and it's loosely modeled around the work of Byron Katie, and that is to become aware of your self-doubts or your excuses or the ways you're sabotaging yourself and question that. Ask yourself, is this true? Do I know for sure that I'm a loser who has crappy genes, <laughs> right? Do I know for sure that everyone hates my hair? Do I know for sure that I'm the dumbest person ever writing a book? Most often, we have no evidence to support the beliefs we hold, right? Usually we create these webs of stories. Sometimes they're stories that we have developed off things we were told when we were children by our parents, by our teachers. Oh, you're a slow reader. Oh, you'll never amount to anything. Oh, you're lazy. We develop these beliefs and we take them as truth. And I'm suggesting that we don't have to do that anymore. We can take in this information, notice it, and confront it. Is that true? Do I have any evidence that that is true? And really, we don't, right? See what I'm doing here? We're reframing the thoughts that our brains repeat almost robotically when we're under pressure, when we're feeling less than. Re-examine the ideas that you have playing in your head. So simply start today. I want you to evaluate something you want to achieve, something you want to try, something they care about or you're curious about. And begin examining your thoughts about that thing. Why haven't you done this yet? When you think about how do you feel, what are some of the thoughts you have? Are you good at this? Are you worried about it? Are you anxious? Is there something you need to learn? Are you feeling less than? Confront those negative thoughts, the things that are sabotaging your success and keeping you from trying. And look for the evidence. Is there any truth to this? And then begin learning what you need to know to go forward. You'll feel empowered. You'll feel inspired. And then you'll create a momentum that will carry us forward in your wake. Sounds good to me. I'm Polly Campbell. This is Simply Said. Find me at P.L. Campbell on Twitter, or you can go to my Facebook page, which is at Polly Campbell Author. Join the community there. Sign up for my newsletter, and um, we'll keep talking about these ideas. And I think when we can share and learn from each other, we'll all overcome our self-doubt and live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. 
show. Keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.